baby. Will you eat that there snack cracker in your special outfit for me? You're listening to the Baptizer of Bullshit, the Commandant of Crazy, the Maharaja of the Endless Rant. Ladies, if you're ovulating, turn down the volume because listening can make you pregnant. It's the one and only King of the Idiots, the Polish Love Puppet, right here on the KP Podcast. Hey, love puppets, it's your host, KP, and I'm here once again with a mad scientist, Ron Hipple. I'm here. He's here, and we are just hanging out in the lair as usual once again, and we were talking about, uh, you know, one of our, uh, the seven deadly sins, the seven deadly topics you don't talk about. We're going to yeah. talk about guns tonight. Conceal carry. Because in the last uh, few years, uh, the mad scientist has been converted into being a... Uh, Second Amendment gun nut. And yeah, you carry... <laughs> Yes, I carry every daily. I got my daily carry, and I got a my a, a nightstand for when I'm in bed at sleep. And uh, if somebody breaks in my house, I can reach over and grab. You know, I got that one. Mm-hmm. And then I got two others I keep in a backpack for when I'm out at the range that I used to practice with. Right. So, so what's your normal daily carry? Well, I have different opinions. People will probably be bitch about this. I daily carry a Glock, which Personally, if I had my choice, but which sometimes I used to, would, I would carry my Taurus uh, G2C, as it's called. A Taurus G2C? G2C. Uh, it's more balanced in the hand. It feels good in the hand. I'm comfortable with it. Uh, it shoots fairly accurate. Uh, I'm more accurate with it than I am with the Glock. I love the Glock. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the Glock. It's more heavy duty. Uh, it's made to last forever. You can't really hurt it. Uh, Really, uh, it, it takes a beating and keeps on ticking. As I, you know, what I'm saying Timex. But anyway, it's a it's a really good gun. I'm not going to crack on it, but uh, I'm not near as accurate for some reason because of the way it shoots, it tends to have a recoil effect. It's a little bit more than the the Taurus does. Taurus stays on target more for me. Uh, but uh, either one is fine. I mean, I mean, it's all up to the individual what they want to carry. Some people like to carry a smaller gun, like. Possibly like type you got a, a 380, which right. is a smaller gun. Maybe more for a woman to carry in her purse, basically. Well, I got it for the old lady. But I, that's what I got it from Miss Love Puppet. Right. It's it's really what it's for, basically to me. But don't uh, people have? Oh, why would you want a 380? Well, a 380, you know, you're just gonna piss somebody off. No, you a 22 will piss somebody off. I'm sorry, but you can kill somebody with a 22. But don't get me wrong, a 380 can put a hell of a punch on somebody. I don't know how many of our uh, Love Puppet fans out there, the Love Puppet Nation, are into guns, or if you're like, a gun nut like the Mad Scientist, or oh, you just don't totally. care about them, or maybe you just know a little bit, but that's one of the things we're going to talk about is and, gun ownership a and little if bit. If you don't want a gun in your home, just call me, send me a message. I'll take it off your hands. And any old ammo, I'll take it too. Yeah, you can hit us up. Uh, hit KP, us up, yeah. KP Love Puppet we'll at care. Facebook. and then We'll make sure it's in a safe place. Shoot us an email for us to collect your guns. It's yes. Love Puppet with two T's at the end at gmail.com. We'll be happy to help you. So you like to carry the Taurus instead of the Glock. Actually, I, I, now that, well, I've always wanted the Glock. Uh, a lot of people got a lot of good things to say about them. Like I said, there, there's nothing wrong with them. Well, they were very common along police departments for a long time. They, and they still are. Uh, in fact, uh, some of the... Most uh, police officers, about all, in some places, can only get a Glock. You know, and the public, general public, can't. I got lucky. I got it on sale at my local gun shop. Uh, actually, it's a gun range where I got mine, and they had it on sale. And I said, uh, 
how much you want for that? And they named off this price, which was right around $500. So that was a good deal. And you stick with a 9mm. Yeah, it's, it's a 9mm. Nine, nine uh, right now, we're having a gun shortage of on ammo. So, ammo shortage. I'm not even guns. But oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're breaking records right uh, now across the country. Because a lot of people are buying them right now more than ever. And that's why we're out of ammo. But here recently, I've been able to find places that actually sell the 9mm. If you get there early enough in the morning, like I do... Uh, place opens at nine. I'm there at seven. Yeah, I'm the first one in line. So it's like the old ladies getting their grocery shopping at six a.m. Yes, exactly. So you know, are standing in line at an amusement park waiting for that nice ride. You know, you got to be there and wait. You, you know, an hour or two to get on the ride. But uh, at least you, the first one. Then it's just you have to wait. They they even have limits here now. Uh, it used to be a five box limit. Then it, they went down to three box limit, which has fifty uh, cartridges per box on most the nine that i buy right and i buy name brand which is federal cci blazer uh winchester you know, there's a lot of different brand names out there but I, I stick with them when they got them i'll get the brand names first now for someone who's not really into gun laws or any of our listeners who may not when you got your guns i'm like yours are you're a licensed carry you le you're a legal owner uh, I mean, you filled up paperwork. Well, in Kentucky, you don't need a license. You don't need a permit. You don't need... Right, it's an open carry. You don't even need to register. But when you bought your guns, I'm like, you filled up paperwork and well, signed. Well, here's, here's the thing about open carry. You have to be over 18 years old to open carry. And if you conceal carry legally, you have to be over 21. You can't be under 21 and, and conceal carry. That's Kentucky law. Right. Because we're a constitutional carry here. We don't need any of those permits. We don't need a registrate or right, anything like what that. What I was asking on that for anyone who's not familiar with how the process works, when you go to buy a gun, I'm like, they run your information, you sign a piece of paper. No matter where you go in the United States, they do a background check. There's a, a myth out there, oh, well, they got loopholes. Right. You and when can, they anybody the, can get a gun, even a felon. And when they fill out the paperwork, I'm like, the serial number on the gun is assigned to you. Yes. How how is that not a gun registry in itself? It's not really. It's just it's because for one the, of the arguments is people say you know we need a national gun registry. Right. How is that not already? Well, a registry? what it is is for the gun shops that sell the gun has to have proof that they sold it to a certain person. It's not actually registered with the government. It's just on file at that uh, shop where you buy the gun at. Right, but it, for the, it's, it's really not really. But what what is done to the federal is they do a background check to see if you are a felon, or, right, right, or, or, or if you're insane. But or, like when the ballistics come back and the serial number, and when they start tracing serial numbers, at some point they have to be able to know where to go for that serial number to find it, access it to you. Well, in certain states, that's true. But right, so I, is that not a registry in and of itself in some way already there? It just depends on your state. Like I say, here it would be a little bit more difficult to find you. I mean. Because, I mean, that's one of the big arguments is yeah. we need a gun register. But, dog, to me, that already sounds like it's there. It, it may. It, I'm not going to be positive on this part uh, if they can trace you with that serial number to you. But I do know because I've asked the, the, the owners of the gun shops, if I wanted to sell any of my guns, do I have to do a background check on people? They, no, you, nobody's registered. You can't really, you don't have to do a background check on people. But there is a law that you don't buy a gun to somebody that can't get a gun. That's against the law. It's a federal law against it. And you can serve time for doing that. Yeah, there's a lot of gun laws that people have argued left and right. Right, the left will say, oh, yeah, blah, 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 there's loopholes there. Well, here's the loophole. The loophole is that if I was to buy a gun, which I've got several, uh, I can, can sell, sell my guns. Right, to, you're right, right, right. This minute, all I have to do is get, you, you know, the best way to do sell. it is like make a little contract saying, look, right. here's the serial number. I sold it so-and-so's name. 
Yeah, we you sign it. Yes, I bought it. Here's my money. I give you three hundred fifty dollars. Blah blah blah. As long as you do it that way, we would just have fine. a bill of sale. That's a proof right. of sale in case it ever came back to you. You could be right. like, "No, I sold it to this jackass." And, and then they it's come over always to the good to find out if you're a felon or not, or have some kind of record. So you really don't want to sell to somebody that's going to get you in trouble. I mean, it's, it's not, for your best interest. It's probably best to check the person out oh, just a little absolutely. bit. Absolutely, and we're not advocating at all in any way the underground gun sales or black no, marketing. You, you don't want to do that. It's, we're not advocating that at all. He was just talking about how people get around loopholes. Right. There, but what I was talking is. about was with the registry that, you know, because people, they see the movies, mm -hmm. they go and they see the movie, yeah. and the movie traces, oh, well, the serial number on this bullet matched this gun, and right. are you the owner of this 9 millimeter? Well, and that's Australia, what they see in TV. In Australia, you actually, you only allowed like three to five bullets to the federal government there. And they keep track of it over there. Now here we don't do that. Uh, say, so, so you go and fire say like two bullets. I thought Australia had a complete and total oh, gun they're, they They're weird over there. I thought they did the entire total ban. No, not, no you, you have to, I think you have to have a special license. I was just talking to a chick that lives there in Australia and she was telling me all about their laws already. You can have a gun but everybody else can't. I mean you have to have a special license and you have to Go to special training in schools and stuff before they'll even let you. And you may have to wait several several weeks or months just before you get a gun. But they're, they're really strict over it. And like I said, they only allow you up to five bullets to your name. Right. And if you lose one of them, that's just tough titty said to kitty. So. I mean, I know there's a lot of arguments over gun laws, and I'm not that caught up on gun laws. I'm not that familiar with them. I mean, I know the Second Amendment says we have the right to bear arms, and I'm like, okay. Well, here in Kentucky, you walk in... Any gun shop, pretty much. And if they got ammo for sale, they don't even ask you for your license or nothing. They just outright sell it to you like you're buying milk I mean, or something. And they've taken steps in the past to ban certain things. Like we, we had the assault weapons ban in the 80s. Bump stock ban. There's a, a, you know, like a certain stock that goes on rifles. And, and that's another thing. Rifle to gun. Uh, pistols. Uh, they're, they're different about that. They're, you can't... Uh, you got to make sure you, you... Like, I got a, a PC carbine, which is shoots which means it shoots pistol caliber bullets and not rifle bullets. So it makes it a different type of gun. Oh, that's that monster you've been creating. Yes, it's a monster. Now, it, it started turning out looking like a hunting rifle. If this was a video, I wish people I could show out you. there would be looking at this thing and just jerking it. They would just freaking go nuts. Because I have watched him just building up this monster, and you've done it all legally. Yeah, it's all legal. There's no yeah. illegal modifications. Nothing, nothing like the ATF can't come knocking at your door. I got a regular uh, stock on it. It's no folding. It's, it came with the gun. It's still the same so one. So it's just been all additions between sights, but, lasers. Right, and I've added a laser. I've added... Uh, uh, handrail system, which makes it look like an AR-15 now, but it looked like a hunting rifle. It's a beast-looking thing. Oh, it's beast. It's scary looking now. I mean, at first it wasn't so scary, but now it's scary. <laughs> right. And that's what gets people. I mean, even though it's legal and it's not really, it, I mean, yeah, nine millimeter will hurt you. I mean, that's it'll kill you. Yeah, it'll kill you right off the bat. I mean, I mean, don't get arrow, me wrong. An arrow will kill you if it hits you in the right spot. Exactly, and, that, will. and that's an assault weapon, too. I mean, so. you can get hit in the wrong spot with a... You get hit in the temple with a hard enough shooting pellet rifle right. and it can take you out. Well, people can get killed from a, gun, a BB gun. I right. Mean, you hit them right, yeah. Yeah. So. No different than a twenty two. you know. Absolutely uh, not, but... I've seen some air rifles that are shoot <laughs> uh, pistol caliber bullets through them, which actually are stronger than some bullets I've seen fired. So, yeah, they do make dangerous air rifles. It can't kill you. Oh, yeah. I got shot in the neck with one. The pellet's still in my neck, believe oh, it or not. Oh, crap. Like, if the doctors are amazing. Like, whenever... Believe time me, that shit hurts now. Every time they've gone to do an x-ray of my neck because I've got some issues in there with yeah. my nerves, 
they always see that pellet and it always throws them off because it's still in perfect fucking form. I can tell you some stories about me and air rifles. I, I've shot things out with by accident. Uh, I was walking across the parking lot one day. Somehow I hit the trigger on it. Uh, the BB came out, bounced off the road, and hit a plate glass window, door, you just, one of those door windows, and it shattered it. You just hit a topic that a lot of people that don't understand guns very well talk about is, what if it accidentally goes off? You just better hope that it doesn't hit somebody or something you don't want to get hurt. Now, part of being a responsible gun over is making sure that the gun doesn't get a mind of its own, jump down the stairs on its own, flip right. over three times, and eventually fire and shoot somebody. Right, right. I mean, it's our it's it's our responsibility to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah. That, but is it, it is it? I mean, you, the newer guns nowadays have more safety features than any guns I've ever had before. Uh, so it's almost all. I'm not gonna say it's impossible, but it's damn near impossible to accidentally shoot anybody anymore. I mean, like there's a lot of safety get, features. If on. you're riding down the road and you've got your Taurus and you've got it on a hip holster. Yes. And you've got one in the chamber. What's to prevent you from shooting yourself in the foot when you're driving down the road? Well. Because people will say, well, you could accidentally shoot yourself. My Taurus is a striker fire type, which is a, a safer way of uh, keeping it from firing on its own. You have to actually pull the trigger for it to go off. But like you were saying, it could you could accidentally pull that trigger. Which on my Taurus has two features on it to safely keep it from firing. There's a trigger safety plus there's the, a regular safety. And then there's the striker fire safety, which you have to actually pull the trigger to make it work. So. Right. So there's, like, if you get past them three safeties and it still accident goes off, well, there's something you done, done, done something. Right. I'm really the same thing, like wrong. my wife, when you know, the Miss Love Puppet, when she's out, she carries and she's got a you know a little three eighty yeah. that she can just tuck away and you know it, it takes a little bit to jerk that trigger. So right, an accidental fire is Well that's another thing. There's a pounds uh, of pressure on most triggers. Mine set at uh, three point five. Uh, from factory they come five to eight to ten pound pulls on them. And that makes them a little bit harder to pull back. So because there's a perception out there that if you just drop your gun it's just gonna fire. It could. Of course. Don't it get wrong, could. it could, it could actually happen. I mean, but the if it odds, hits just right. But the odds are what, the like odds the of your gun accidentally going off. It's like trying to play the lottery, you know. Right. But part of being, you know, if you're going to have a gun, one thing that we do advocate is be responsible about it. Right. You know, keep it in a lockbox or keep it up away from your children. If you got children, definitely keep a way to lock it up. I mean, but make sure you got a quick way to get out in case of emergency. You don't want to hinder yourself and spend 15, 20 seconds trying to get the gun out when you need to take two or three seconds because... It only takes five seconds or less for a, a, a person to come in and shoot you and kill you. Right. I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean. And it takes a cop 15 minutes to get to you or more if you call a cop. So what are you going to do? you got to protect yourself. I and mean, that's you, right now with police departments not right. being defunded. Well, no, this is before this. Now, now right. that they're being defunded, it may take you a couple of days. <laughs> True. I mean, you seriously. Have to you have to wait oh, for here, the we'll take a report. And, and, you know, yeah. This is after everything's done happening. You we'll have to wait for the social worker first. Yeah, we want a social worker and a psychiatrist. The number you have reached, 911, has been changed to a non-published number. I don't want to drift too far <laughs> off topic there, but, you know, they sell, they sell a lot of different kinds of gun cases, folks. And right. if you're in the market and you're sh looking around and shopping, you know, one of the things I would avoid is the combination locks. Right, definitely valid. Because if somebody, you hear somebody breaking in your window and all of a sudden it's dark, it's 3 o'clock in the morning, you don't know what the fuck's going on and you're trying to figure out a combination and, and let me of tell three you, or four numbers. If you want the best locking system out there, get the one with the thumbprint where you take your finger, you put it on the thumb scanner, it opens within a second. 
Yeah, now, you, if you got one with a key like mine, I, it's going to take five seconds or longer to get that gun out. The thumbprints are a good way to go. It's a, but it's expensive. It is expensive. Very expensive. But, but it's worth it. You're in a situation where not anybody can get into that. Right. Where your son can't accidentally figure right. out the combination exactly. or someone can't they, find the they key. They have to have your thumbprint. So that's the way to go. And I mean, there's a ways around it. You know, somebody knows how to do that, but it, it, it takes a brain to do that. Let me tell and you. And if you're just, you know, if you're a hunter and you've got a bunch of hunting rifles, I would still recommend get a gun them, safe. Get them in a sun gun right. safe. Right. Don't you just can, have them sitting around your cabin. A safe that you can't just pick up and walk away with. I mean, right. you know, you get know, one of them great big. Heavy yeah, buttons. something that's a couple of tons safe yeah. that nobody can move, and you know, build you it know. in a wall or something, or in a closet, whatever. Go you know. find someone who has one on eBay from the 1850s. Right, yeah. But here's another problem. If it's combination and stuff, it's going to take you a while to open it up. So you always want to keep your bedside gun on your counter right next to you if you're at night. Oh, of, Unless of you got kids. I mean, then you got to play it a little bit. And different. even then, even if you've got hunting rifles, and even if you take, take your kids out and you teach them guns and you're, you know, you're... And I've seen nine-year-olds shoot fucking nine-millimeter guns. I was like out hunting nothing. at an early age. My brother was Me out too. hunting at an early age. I, I got talking, landed on my ass with a 12-gauge one time. I before I could recognize a set of titties, I knew how to shoot a rifle. I did. Too. But yeah. at the same time, you know, my older brother, my oldest brother was yeah. the hunter. He's right. you know, a decade older than I am. Absolutely. But he right. always kept his guns. They were in a, him and my grandfather had built a lockbox and a right. gun box. So I couldn't just go grab his gun. Yeah, you always want to play it safe with guns. Never overestimate the power of a kid <laughs> or anybody else. I mean, because they'll get it out and play with it. They and will. keep your ammo separated, please. I mean, don't keep it with the gun if you got children, because they always find a way of getting it in there by accident or whatever. Now, when you and, talk about keeping your ammo away, for those who aren't listening or not that familiar with gun ownerships, because for years I was clueless to this until I had a security guard that started breaking down guns mm -hmm. and getting around other more gun people. Like I said, I hunted and I grew up around guns, so I understand gun safety, keeping right. it in a lockbox. But, you know... Well, when you clean your gun, always take your magazine out if you got uh, an automatic like I do. I have auto. Do you at home? Are you all cleaning your guns on a regular basis for on their usage? That's an important part to owning a gun. And yeah, a lot of sure. people always want to know how often should I clean a gun. You don't have to clean a gun just after you use it. I mean, that's a good idea to go on and clean it if you want, but it's not necessary. You can fire your gun a hundred rounds to five hundred rounds before you actually need to clean it. All right. When it gets to about, we're talking typical handguns or rifles. Right, range. if you go out to a range and you shoot regularly, and we're not talking about your yeah. black powder muzzle loader. Right, right, right. That's a whole other thing, you know. Mm -hmm. So they are so much fun. I bet they are. I've never shot one myself. Really? I, no. The, the, out of all the guns I've had, I've never muzzled one. The first buck I ever killed was in early muzzle loader season. I think the laws are different on them too. So, and we were sitting out at this time. My parents had. To, uh, big old house right in front of a big old patch of woods and i don't want to drift too far off topic here right. but whereas i was out hunting with my buddy kevin the same one i had the ghost stories with right and it was early muzzleloader season and he was sitting to my right and the deer came from my right mm. so i had to turn and shoot across him oh and that was you know i was Man. that was worrisome there because he was yes. ducking over oh, he, yeah. he ducked over almost with his you know he had his hands over his ears but well, he had his head it, almost yeah. in my crotch. Damn. To avoid any of you know blow, so I could you know shoot over the top of him and get this buck. And if you took a picture at that point in time, I would have been you know propped up you know all yeah. crooked like you know something like a head. Huh? You got my best friend with his you know hands oh, over his, his ears in my crotch. Right. And that was the position we were in when I killed my first buck. That was a visual I did not want to see. No. But we drifted <laughs> off a little bit, but I got into that story. 
It's time for Liberals on Guns. It's the availability of a double barrel magazine extended clips. Double barrel magazine extended clips. Double barrel magazine extended clips. This right here has ability with a 30 caliber clip to disperse with 30 bullets within half a second. But some of these bullets, as you saw, have an incendiary device on the tip of it, which is a heat-seeking device. Senator Dianne Feinstein, Democrat in the Senate, who is introducing a bill to ban bump stocks, says that's not enough. Legislation is the answer. I'm also the only guy that got assault weapons banned, banned, and the number of clips in a gun, banned. What's a barrel shroud and why should we regulate it? I actually don't know what a barrel oh, shroud is. Okay, because it's in your it's a legislation. shoulder thing that goes up. There's been a lot of people that have been shot by an unloaded gun. We need to ban the massacre of machine gun magazines. Yeah, those massacre machine gun magazines. General Mark Hurtling served in the U.S. Army for 37 years. So he knows what the AR-15, which used to be a weapon of war... No! 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 What's the efficacy of, pa of banning these magazine clips? I will tell you, these, these, this is, these are um, ammunition. They're bullets. So the people who have those now, they're going to shoot them. And so if you ban, if you ban them in the future, the number of these high-capacity magazines is going to decrease dramatically over time because the bullets will have been shot and there won't be any more available. We lose 93 million Americans a day to gun violence. I mean, I've long talked about this. We have federal regulations and state laws that prohibit hunting ducks with more than three rounds, and yet it's legal to hunt humans. Please don't go searching for the human hunting license. Even if you find it online, it's not going to be real. Let's get serious here. But that would ban most pistols. That would ban most... No, but pistols are different. You have to pull the trigger each time. An assault weapon, you basically hold it, goes... Blah, blah, blah. All my life, I still hunt with my son. But an AR-15 is not for hunting. It's for killing. Well, how do you hunt, asshole? Automatic weapons, they're not for hunting. They do nothing. They're not, they're only there to kill. And you'll notice that a lot of the things that have happened happened with automatic weapons. When we see that, why don't we say, you know, who really needs to have one other than people who are at, at war? Truly automatic weapons we don't have. You know, we banned truly automatic weapons, I think, in 1930. Right, Double barrel magazine extended clips. Double barrel magazine extended clips. Double barrel magazine extended clips. 90% of the time, I have no idea what the f I'm talking about. Cleaning your gun yeah, is important. Yeah, it's very important. You don't want to gum it up, and you don't want to over-oil a gun. That's another thing. People think, oh, you got to oil everything in a gun. No, 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 no. And Here's the, reason the problem. I, the reason I bring this up here and now is because I've noticed by being down here in the lair that you are fanatical about making sure that your guns are clean. Always, always. I mean, you have a... Because I shoot over 100 rounds to 200 rounds. I mean, you have a lot of supplies. Would this, the amount of supplies, and we're going to go through some of this. Yeah, I, I set them out here. Would on, this be considered overkill? No, actually, there's there, everything has a reason for it. There's something called a bore cleaner. You got... Uh, I got synthetic uh, oil. I've got a gun scrubber. These are in spray cans. It's kind of like a WD-40 kind of thing, which I have some of that, too. What uh, would you use the WD-40 on? Just well, it's, it, it's it's not the best in the world for your gun. Uh, that's why they make a special. I recommend something called Lucas Gun Oil. 
it's some of the best oil on the market. It doesn't have a stink to it. It's not poisonous. Uh, your kids get into it, you don't have to worry about it. It's, that's why I keep it around because it's, it's it, but it is an excellent lubricant. Like I said, it's called Lucas Gun Oil. Uh, it's gun oil product. Lucas Gun Oil products. They make different things. Uh, but they probably even got bore cleaner. Uh, but I've got a uh, foam. Foaming and for those cleaner. of you all, if you're listening and you don't know too much about gun, why is oiling your gun so important? Well, because of the metal on metal contact in, in places on your gun, like uh, like your uh, uh, the oh, what they call that thing, you know, where the bullet goes down the hole there. <laughs> We're having a Joe Biden. Moment. I ought to know this. I'm having a Joe Biden moment. Yes, but uh, anyway, you know the the bore. That's basically what it is. Uh, you don't want a lot of oil inside there. You don't. You you want a very very thin layer going down it as you clean it. There. Like I got some here called a gun snake. It's made for a three fifty seven, uh, thirty eight, thirty six, nine millimeter, whatever. And it looks like a you know like a, a snake. snake. Yeah, it looks like a little snake. It, you run it through your bore there. Uh, you you bring it to the breech first, which in case you don't know where the breech is, that's the first part of the gun where the bullet goes in. Uh, it got something called the rail. Uh, the gun, sli- the bullet slides up in there and gets put in place for it so it can be ready to fire. But anyway, you bring this in there and you pull it through. It's got a little, uh, looks like a little, um, I guess a BB. Yeah. Sort of lead looking thing or whatever. And it fits you in. You all can't quite see it at home. But yeah, if you can't see I'm trying to describe what it looks like. But there's a handle that fits in after you pull it through the uh, your bore. You bring it through there and you put a little bit of oil at the end of it because it's got a, a cloth looking... Snake it almost thing. looks like a key ring. Yeah, almost like a key ring, yeah. yeah. One part of it has the metal bristles on it, which is, uh, it, 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 you know, it cleans the, right, just the, the lead and the copper a little bit, brings it all out in case it sticks to the wall of your barrel. The barrel, that's the name on instead of a board, it's called a barrel. But your barrel, you know that... He's back bar- with us. Yeah, I'm back with you now. And uh, I put a little bit of the Lucas gun oil on the tip of that snake. Jokes are bad. Uh, you put a little bit of gun oil, like a drop or two on it, and a drop or two on the end of the snake. And that way, when you pull it through, it lubricates the inner wall there. And it's usually about enough. It puts a real thin coat on itself. So. Now, you, do a lot of people... You drop through there like two times, it's probably good enough for your for your barrel, and that's probably good enough. Do a lot of people have issues, you think, with over-oiling? Yes, you can, ha- you can have uh, issues with it. Like, for instance, dust, dirt, sand will attract too much oil. So you don't want to really oil it too much. You just want a very thin coat on it. Uh, and uh, where you do want to oil it, there's something called rails. If you When you do a field strip of your gun, which means it takes the gun uh, slide apart, uh, and you take your barrel apart, your spring apart, and all this stuff comes all apart real, fairly easy on most of your automatics. Uh, and you've seen that in movies, of course, and different military movies where they're always having to reassemble and disassemble their yeah. guns. And, and if you've they, watched any Jackie Chan's, he does it while he takes it away from somebody. Yeah, he just like <laughs> right in somebody's hand, just pulls it out and yeah, disassembles it. Yeah, just it and throws it down. You know, ah, ah, but yeah. you got to really be good to do that. I mean, Is that like, possible? I, or is that all I've always that? wondered that myself and wanted to actually see if I could do that. I want to be a Jackie Chan, you know. Ah! 
Aww, you know I mean, yeah. to be able to reach into someone's hand, hit the right way, the right time, the perfect right. way to get that gun to just fall there, apart. Well, there is a trick to take a gun away from a person when they point it at you like that. You can actually do it, I'm but taking the part, well, when they take it apart, that kind of, to me is more in the fantasy land. But you never know; somebody might really be able to do it if they know their gun's good. Enough. If it's anybody, it would be Jackie Chan. It he would does be his Jackie Chan. He's he does, a bad yeah, he does his own thing. You know, he don't have somebody come in and do it for him. Uh, but yeah, you know. well, back to gun cleaning here. Uh, now, I suggest uh, use a bore cleaner. Uh, it's called Hops uh, Gun Bore Cleaner, traditional cleaner. It's uh, and it's it, been pretty it, reliable for you. It's a little more toxic than the gun oil. Of course, it's got chemicals in it, so you gotta really be careful about having it around children. Uh, you don't want them drinking this stuff for sure. But uh, it, it takes copper and lay it out of the the barrel. Where if you shoot enough times. Uh, it tends to uh, melt to the walls, you might mm-hmm. say. Right. So you use these bore cleaners, which I have a foaming bore cleaner and a regular hops oil-like bore, bore cleaner. So it, uh, the foaming's a one-step. You take it, as you see, it's got a hose to I've it. I've seen that, and it, that you, shit was impressive. It, 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 I got a rifle. I use it on it. So I, and it went through that rifle. Just I like, mean, you just barely hit that sucker, and it, I mean, it foams all the way through it. I was quite shocked by how quickly Well, you that. let that foam center anywhere from three to five minutes. Just let it sit in there, and it'll dissolve away the, the, the lead and, and copper. Basically what it does. It's a, it's a chemical that that uh, eats up the, the that type of metal. And then you take your bore snake, and you run through there. Of course, i got to get a bigger bore snake. i got what they call a rod here. That, and I think that's what most people are familiar with, is just using the rod. Yeah, we got, little which is just as good. You don't have to get a snake. I mean, it, if you get a snake, you want to make sure you get one for a rod. I will say you were the first person I've ever seen use a snake. Yeah, it, it really works. Uh, it's Actually, it was when I first got it, I liked to never got it through the barrel because it was new. But now that I've used it several times, it goes through there fairly easily. As you've seen, I, I showed you a while ago. It went right but the it. rod with a little fabric. I think that's what most people but, are familiar uh, with. I got this one. This is a rod. You get your pad. There's a little pad there. It's uh, I don't know what it's made out of. It's just it's a little white cloth. Like a, like a little cloth, yeah. And it fits through a slot. And you just uh, put a, like a couple of drops of your cleaner on it. Uh, I got something called gun scrubber. It's a spray. And all I do is I take... And spray a little bit on the end of it like that, and then I run it through my barrel. And do pay attention, folks. He did say there is a difference when using the oil and the cleaner. Yeah, there's a difference. Now, when you use the cleaner, you always use it first. Don't use the oil first. Use your cleaner first. Because what that does, it, 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 it dries the oil out. It cleans. Yeah, it cleans. That's what it's for. I mean, it's just like a a, 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 a solvent what it is. And uh, what it has, it'll dry the oil out. So when you get done with it, make sure you always oil it just a little bit on your barrel. You don't need a lot. You, like I said, you just want a very, very thin coat in that barrel. You don't want no dust collecting up it. You don't want no sand. You don't want no mud. Uh, a lot of people be out there shooting their guns out in the field somewhere, and they'll drop their gun in the mud or something. It'll still shoot, but you, you want to clean it out. Believe me. Oh, absolutely. It It'll still shoot. I mean, I've, I've watched people out there try to destroy my, like I got what they call a sky. I got two of them. They're a cheap gun. You get them from under $300. It makes people, uh, private people like us, be able to afford a gun. That's what it is. And another thing we can talk about as you're talking about cleaning and everything with our guns for the Love Puppet Nation to be listening is, for someone like me who has been handling your bullets, what's the best way of getting rid of fingerprints? Whoa, here we go. It's called Don't Touch the Bullet <laughs> or the Cartridge. <laughs> Just don't touch it. Now, uh, the well, the thing of it is your hands contain oil. And if you handle a bullet, try to smudge it. <laughs> it's hard to read your print if you smudge it. 
That's the best way. That, that's the best way I can say. But uh, another thing is taking and, and just clean it off with, uh, say, like gun scrubber. We know or, a lot of people think, you know, because they see in the movies that if you just rub it down with your T-shirt, it's going to get rid of all the fingerprints. Well, it could, life. but it, it'll still leave something there. I mean, today's forensics is so good that it's hard to get past them now. Right, and that's the thing. And, this isn't the 1950s and, anymore. Right, people. the FBI have new techniques now. Like, they even can almost tell you what gun it was fired from, uh, the type of... Uh, uh, gunpowder that was used in it, I was, the type of bullet. I was watching a video, and I honestly, it was on YouTube, and I can't remember what it was, but it was some kind of footage from an FBI lab mm-hmm. where they can run the mm-hmm. gun through a computer, and it pulls a three-dimensional fingerprint off of like the gun, even yes. after it's been wiped down. They right. can pick out the smudges. I mean, the, what they've got, and I might not be explaining it well when I say no, three-dimensional fingerprint. Yeah, it's probably close to it is. The stuff that they can do in these labs is just out of this world. Well, because so. of computers now. We've advanced so much in computers today that basically they can read the future. <laughs> I mean, that was one thing I growing mean, up is when you're hunting and you're out with your friends, I mean, like a lot of times you go over to your buddy's house and he's like, man, I'm taking my 30 out 6 today. And you're like, oh, dude, can I grab your 270 then? Yeah. And a lot of hunters do that. But when it comes to your handguns and your pistols, be very careful about, you know, anyone who's asking to borrow your your handgun. Right, your because you can, you're responsible for that gun. I mean, it's in your name pretty much. Like I said, even though some states have a registry and some don't, they can still track it back to you. I mean, There's a way. I don't know how common that happens. Uh, definitely not in the in the world that I live in. I don't have yeah. a whole lot of situations where I have somebody asking, "Hey, dude, can I borrow your gun?" Right. But I have been hunting with people. I'll be like, "Hey, dude, can I use your two seventy? Or I'll, man, I don't. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, fucking left my twelve gauge at home. You know, can I borrow your one of yours?" And that happens a lot when you're hunting. But there's uh, a lot of people out there that blow their guns out. I mean, this is, it does happen, and it probably yeah. will continue to happen. But if somebody but, comes up and they're asking if they can, you know, take one of your handguns, right? Man, I'd be very cautious be about very giving cautious, your guns, cautious, folks. I mean, because yes. friends can get you into a lot of trouble, especially if they do something illegal with them, and uh, it could come back to you and haunt you bad. I mean, you don't want to go to prison for anything, and you will go to prison. It, we're not talking jail. We're talking, uh, buddy. Bubba wants to be your uh, you, know, you can husband do a lot of shit or whatever. Because that's what will happen. You don't want to end up in prison. So. so that's one of the things that goes on when they get to arguing. Because uh, honestly, I mean, we haven't had a mass shooting in a while. So I think we're due. Oh, it, it, yeah. It, I mean, it has been a while. Yeah, now, it, it'll happen. I don't count the protests as mass shootings. Because it's just been, you know, this guy right. shot here, that right. guy shot yeah, there. Yeah, it's been just uh, but we haven't individual anyone, cases. Everybody, everything's been closed. Right. But the only thing opening back up is schools right now, and that's frightening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you know, movie theaters aren't opening up, and malls aren't really opening up that well. So, you don't think you really Well, yeah, got... I, I figure if we have another mass shooting, it, it may be because of some far-right person wanting to get back at these leftist rioters. That's what I kept thinking that's going to happen. And now, culture, I'm not trying to push this issue, but no, it's going to happen. In this culture, it could be someone from Antifa going to shoot or, Yeah, or vice versa. You know, you know, it could be the far and, left wanting to start trouble and make it look like the right did it. We haven't had a big major one. Which that's we're, already happened already, kind of. But. So we're due. And one of the things that that's just, you know, we're going to get back into the whole fucking gun argument as soon as it happens again. Right. And, and of course, the left is so like, well, we got to get all the guns off. Well, one of the big if everybody... Takes the guns away. There wouldn't be no gun violence. Well, that's true for the legal op people, but what about the ones who don't go by the law? They don't give a shit about law. Well, Just, one of the, they'll get guns. One of the talking points that they always make is, you know, uh, people not being educated on guns. Right. And not doing gun safety gun courses. Etiquette. I think people should really, before they even get a gun, should take 
lessons and qualified to even shoot a gun. And to, In some states, that's true. To but, someone like me or my brothers or and you know my friends, it's just common sense. Right. You don't really have to go take a gun safety course as to not get in trouble and shoot a motherfucker with your gun. You're most likely not going to have problems with a legal gun over because they don't want to lose the ability to have that gun legally. But those who don't give a shit about guns, that's the problem, ones we have problems with. I don't care what anybody says. A legal gun owner don't want to lose his uh, ability to have the gun. Right. So, you know, that's and the main issue. People say, oh, well, you know, if everybody's got a gun, we're going to go nuts around here. There's going to be a bunch of killing and shit. Boo-hoo-hoo. You know? And well, we've proven as a society that we are not living in the wild, wild west. No, not like it used to be. <laughs> well, prior to 2020, we were not living in the wild, wild west. Right, right. 2020 has fucking changed things. Well, and that's kind of why we're year, talking but... about this shit is because it's just been one of those years where Stuff's going loose everywhere, and you don't know where... I just read an article. A guy in Ohio got shot at a family dollar. Mm-hmm. It was an argument over how long he was making the line it, wait. There's actually been one here where they got shot over a pair of sneakers. So That was here in a mall here not long ago. You know, I mean, that's stupid shit. That's, that's an irresponsible gun. Person. We're due for, you know, especially if we get Democrats in office, we're going to get a whole bunch of gun talk again. Right. But for those of you that are out there, you know, if you're thinking about getting guns or if you just got it or you're just bored and you're flipping through and you stumble across us talking about guns, you know, be responsible with owning your fucking gun. Right. There's you a know, gun, gun etiquette out there. Please. You know, take you care know. of it. Keep it clean. Keep it locked if up. If you can afford it, take lessons. Go to your local range. They, they have uh, lessons you can take, 50 bucks and under. You know, for a lesson, you know, and it's worth it. And if you want to conceal carry, uh, they got lessons for that too, where you can take your gun to other states. I mean, me, I'm gonna go personally do it myself. And if uh, you don't go to the range and shoot a lot, just remember the same thing that they taught us in Game of Thrones. You know, aim with the pointy end. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's what you want to shoot with. Yeah. And make sure where you shoot, you're gonna, if you're gonna shoot the gun, you you tend to kill somebody with it, and make sure who you tend to kill is somebody that's gonna attack you. If they're running, let them go. But if they're coming at you, you got every right in the world to take them down if they're trying to threaten your life. And I mean, that brings up a good point because Joe Biden mentioned this recently. And I don't know if you shoot saw him it or in the not. leg, right? <laughs> you know, shoot them in the leg. Bullshit. And cops are trained, you know, to stop the threat. And if you're at same thing at your house, and it's the same thing. It's the same thing. If you're yeah. defending your home and there's someone coming at you, especially with a gun or a weapon, and you have to pull your weapon to stop the threat. You're pulling to shoot it. Don't, don't aim, hesitate. Aim at the biggest target, which is the stomach, center the of mass. chest, the center mass. Right. Don't try to hit him in the kneecap. And don't try to hit him in the head because you may miss. You know, if you don't want to shoot him in the heart, just aim at the stomach. Nothing know? wrong with shooting him in the head. You I still mean, got yeah. a bigger area to shoot at, you know, because if you miss, the you're center screwed. of mass is where the most vital organs are at, and that's what you want to shoot for. You know, don't worry about trying to be, you know, some kid on video games and aiming for the head and all that. Right. Just aim center mass and shoot it, if, especially if you're not used to it. Right. If you're not used to shooting a gun like me when I first started shooting, mm-hmm. I couldn't hit that target within five feet of me. I mean, if you've got one just for self-defense, which is just fantastic, you don't have to go to the Here's the problem shoot. about shooting a gun when the first time you start blinking. That's where you're screwed up at because then you miss the target. you got to get used to not blinking your eye when that thing fires because it, it's loud. And it and it jerks. It has a recoil to it, and you tend to blink. Well, if you can get over that, you, you know, you shoot enough times. That's why I go to range. You shoot enough times, you stop blinking your eye, and you actually hit the target after that. That helps a lot. Uh, there's a certain stance that you use to to, to, to control that gun because the control because, like I said, there's a recoil to that 
when you fire. Don't it. hold it sideways. Yeah, and don't do like a gangster. I, well, I can't do that. That's the wrong way to shoot a gun. Don't hold it sideways. You know, that's being gangster. Now, I had a brother who was in law enforcement for a while, and yeah. one of the tips that he gave me is the same thing that I'll give out to anyone listening. Right. Is if you have someone has a gun on you, mm-hmm. and you have to try to run away. Right. Run to the outside of the arm they're shooting with. Yeah. Because it's easier for them to follow you across their body than it is for them to turn their arm out and follow right. you. So your best chance, you know, if you're going to run straight back, he's got, you know. Yeah. You're going to want to run at an angle where they can't aim at Zig-zag you. Zigzag if you can, whatever it takes. I mean, get behind something. Yeah, you, yeah get behind But if you anything. have to just run and haul ass, run yes. to the side that he's shooting. If they're aiming at you with their right hand, run to the right of their body. Right. That would be your left. Yes. So, therefore, they're having to move their arm to the outside because it's harder for their body to follow that way mm-hmm. than it is to follow this way. Yeah. It's kind of the opposite with football. Like, they tell the quarterback, never throw across your body. But yeah. when you're shooting a gun, it's easier to follow it and then go in the opposite, the it, other it, way. It's always harder to shoot a moving target than a still target. So, don't Sit be still, a target. You know. Yeah, try not to be a target. You know, you I, we don't target. want to try to tell you whether you should or should not carry. Because that's not our place. That's right. your decision to yeah, decide. It's up to you what kind of gun you want, if you want a gun. I mean, because there's a lot of pressure that can come with being a gun. Some owner. people are happy carrying a knife. You know, if you're a highly panicky person, oh, I would not. I would. I would tell you to think twice about being someone who carries. Yeah. If you are a very highly anxious person, someone who's real quick to panic. If you're scared of a gun, you don't need a gun. You know, because if you're the person who jumps out of your skin the minute someone walks up and just says, excuse me. If the thought of a gun makes your skin crawl, you don't need a gun then. You know, you know don't And don't at the same time, you know. Unless you want to get used to it and take lessons and get over all that. And I the, mean, it's a mental thing. The biggest thing about owning a gun is understand that it does not make you Clint Eastwood. No. It does not make you a badass. It does not make you a superhero. It doesn't make you any tougher. Right. You're just a little more protected in the event that you need it. But right. it doesn't, It don't let it get into an ego swell, well, because I'm carrying a gun. Right. I'm a, little I'm a badass. And br- you know, you know. It'll make you want to walk into a dumb situation a little faster. It's, it's against the law to, to intimidate a person with a gun, but, you know, you get there, look, here, I got a gun, look here. That's called, that's not, that's illegal, actually. Right, you can't you, flash it. You, but you can't that's flash the thing, if you don't know in that's this not culture who is or who is not carrying, mm-hmm. you don't know who is willing to pull a gun on you, right. you don't know what position is going to come in. Like I said, you mm-hmm. know, whether you choose to carry or not, you know, that's up to you. If you wanted my advice, my advice would be, you know, lean toward carrying. All right, definitely get one for ownership to protect your house at at the very least. Where if someone breaks in, you can protect your family at least. Here in Kentucky, over eighteen can open carry. Uh, to me, that's like uh, intimidating people. It does. I've walked into like like I said restaurants. I've seen people open carry. You got it on their hip, and I'm like, oh man, I don't know. But I, I'm being as I carry gun. I mine, I can still carry because it's the element of surprise. I've they never been intimidated by a gun in a position like that. Like mm-hmm. when I've walked into restaurants and seen mm-hmm. people sitting down, and it they makes had, you kind of wonder. I've never thought twice about it, I and mean, I guess it's because I grew up doing a lot of. Well, those who grow up with it probably don't matter. So the but. fact that you know going in and sitting down at a diner to have some breakfast and looking over and there's a guy with a gun on his hip that wasn't that wouldn't shock me. I wouldn't well, be afraid. I'm not going to mention any restaurant, but the Golden Corral that I was in, <laughs> there was a guy come in with a gun, sit in front of us, and the guy behind him. Got all upset. Yeah. Asked the waitress to come over. To, There's a guy here with a gun. Get him out of here. 
Well, the waitress says, well, well I can't do that. We d- our policy is they can have them. All right, as you long know? as you're not waving it around. But that's being Kentucky stupid, here. I mean, as long as you're not waving it, it's the same way if you're in D.C. Yeah. Or in Indianapolis or Nashville or anywhere else. Right. But you can't just walk around and wave it blindly like an idiot. Right. And threaten people with it or act like a badass, like saying, like, oh, I'm a Clint Eastwood. Well, Clint Eastwood didn't do it. But I'm just saying, you don't walk around and try to scare people. That's against the law. I mean, now, when you're one of those people and you're out and you're carrying and you're with it and you have it in your car, there's steps you need to take, especially if you get pulled over. Be honest with the police officer. Usually it's best to let them know that you have a weapon in the vehicle and tell them exactly where it's at. If you conceal it, tell them where it's at. If it's, if, like me, I carry mine hidden. And understand at that point in time, if you get pulled over and you inform the officer that right they're off the gun in the car, they are going to have you get out of the car. There's right. a real good chance that they're going to have you step out of that car. But a lot of times... A lot of times they won't. If you tell them you got a gun, sometimes they say, but okay, a, thanks a for telling times, me, then... But the reason why I'm pulling you over is because you got a tail light up. Don't worry about your gun. They usually don't worry about that gun if you tell well, them. Well, a lot of times the problem is just as long as they know that a lot you of got people it. will keep their gun in the glove box right where they keep their insurance right. or registration. Exactly. So you want them to definitely know that That's you got it because they will, they may shoot you. That's if why you're I was not saying careful. be honest with them and do not be shocked or surprised and don't fight them if they ask you to step out of the car. Never fight with a cop and never shoot a cop. And I mean, <laughs> definitely don't shoot a cop. That goes back to the common sense thing. Yes. Because they have every right in the world to shoot you. you be honest. Them. Tell them. And like I said, it's not it's not against the law for them to ask you to get out of the car. No. Them asking there you to get out of the car is for it, everybody's you know? best interest. Well, it's for their safety. You know, and it's for yours too. Right. I mean, And therefore, if they need to go and, you know, if they need to see your proof of insurance that bad, you know, mm-hmm. they can get in the glove box. Therefore, they know they're not getting shot at. And most likely, if you're in a state where you have to have a permit for concealed carry, well, it goes right along with your license. When they look it up, they'll know already that you have one, pretty much. So don't lie to them. Right. You know, if you got a gun, you got a gun. And look at the situation for why you're being pulled over, you know. Right. Why maybe, are you Maybe you don't know why you're being pulled over. Yeah. Maybe you're being pulled Don't get off. smart with the cop either. Maybe you are Be being nice. pulled Maybe it's a broken tail light you didn't know it was out. Right. Or maybe you're doing 75 and a 25. Right. Maybe you're drunk as fuck. <laughs> exactly. Maybe the, your girlfriend was giving you a hand job and you weren't paying attention and you crossed the yellow line just four or five times. Bit. Yeah. You know, maybe you fit the description of the people that just robbed the strip parlor. Right. And you don't know why you're getting pulled over. Yeah. Still, be honest and let them know that you have an. You usually get a lot further if you tell the truth and sit there and try to make something up and make yourself look stupid. And if they already have their guns drawn when they approach your vehicle, realize at that point in time you're already fucked. Pretty much. And if you want to live, cooperate. Mm -hmm. Because if you make any sudden movements, you're dead. Keep your hands where they can be seen, usually on the steering wheel. Just keep it where they can see it. And this is what I was telling my nephews when they were getting ready to drive. And the same thing I'll tell the Love Puppet Nation in case you don't do this. Anytime I get pulled over, which is very rare, if it's dark, the first thing I do is I flick on my dome light. So, therefore, they can see into my car to try to put them at ease a little bit. By the time I get pulled over, I have my window down, and I have both my hands out the driver's side window. Therefore, mm-hmm. they can see the dome light is on, and they can see my hands. Mm-hmm. Because it's dark, and I want that cop to be as at ease coming up to right. me as he can. Therefore, if he can see my hands and he can see me, just remember, he doesn't have to worry. These cops want to go home and see their kids and wife, too. They're just like me and you. They're no and, different. You know, at that point in time, and if it's a dark place, they're you human. Know, if you're not comfortable, if you're in a completely dark area mm-hmm. and you're not comfortable, you can slow down and put on your hazard lights and drive to a lighted area. 
True. When you slow down and you hit your hazard lights, by law, that it, that is right. signaling to the cop that you're cooperating. Right. And he is just following you. If to, you're in a spot that you don't think you should pull up, and you don't even know if it's a real cop, because there's a lot of people that pretend to be cops and pulling people over. And you don't right. know. Go to a, where there's a lot of people at, maybe, or a well-lit, where there might be some people. Right. But you want to go somewhere where there's somebody, you know. But using your hazard lights is a signal to the police that you're cooperating. Right. Uh, turn signal something so they know that you that you that you're not running. You know, exactly. And so you know, but there are situations where you may get pulled over and not know why you're getting pulled over, right. like profiling. Mm-hmm. That's a huge issue, and I'm not going to say there are some bad cops. I'm not going to say it doesn't happen. I'm going to agree. But we that. all know there are bad cops, but one bad apple don't run it. You know, you can't but let it run the whole. Bunch. You could be a subject of just being profiled if you're black. True. At the same time, do all you can True. to cooperate, because I as mean, much as that cop wants to go to home to his family, you want to get on with your life and living. As much as I hate to say racism is not here, I wish I could, but there is, it's still, it, there's still racism. Well, there's always going to be evils. Always. There's somebody going to say, well, he's black, I don't like him. He stinks. I don't like him. This and that, I don't like him. There's racial blah, 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 hatred blah. and evil towards him. He's poets, I don't like him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I mean, when it comes to owning a gun and dealing with the police... You know, be honest. Right. You know, if they're knocking at your door, you know, hey, Mr. Jones, you know, blah, 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 this happened here. Do you own a three fifty seven? And even if you own one, you can say, yes, I do. But that does not mean they have access to inside your house right. or that they gun. Still need a, they still need a warrant. You know? But, you know, don't lie. Right. Lying is never good because it, cops. Well, I lost my guns at the, uh, I, I lost them in the lake. It fell off my boat. But, you know, my gun was they stolen. They hear that a lot. <laughs> my gun was stolen is never a good excuse if right. you didn't call and file a report. Right, you need to file a report immediately if you know your gun's gone. Exactly. And when Cause you got you're re- responsible for that weapon. You know, people, it's an instrument of death. You all got to think of how many of these stories police deal with. And all the time. I mean, how many excuses and stories and And they've lies, heard them all, believe And me. they've heard them all, and half the time they already know where you're going before it, you even finish it, your As soon as you start with that story, they're like rolling their eyes like, here they, we go. Right, and so, all right, they already know we're not going to cooperate because they've they're heard the same They're trained for story. this, basically, you know, they know that, uh, how many thousands and thousands of times that they've pulled somebody over with the same story, I mean. Right. So don't make some shit up. Just Tell them the truth, buddy. Being honest is the best way. I mean, it is, usually. You know, I wouldn't volunteer right off the bat. I've got five pounds of cocaine in the trunk. Well, that, yeah. Um, That's different. But. <laughs> you know, I, I would wait or, a little bit or, further or into the investigation. You know, I've got 100 pounds of marijuana in my trunk. But if you've got a gun and it's with you in the car, be honest with the cop right out the gate and yeah. just follow his instructions. Therefore, you both get to go on to what you were doing. Mm-hmm. And it just goes on to being a responsible gun. And hopefully you don't smell that 100 pounds of marijuana in your trunk. And on that, folks, we're going to go ahead and cut this one out. And uh, we hope, you know, if you love guns, enjoy them. Just be responsible. You know, the Second Amendment's a huge ordeal. We don't need people out in the streets fucking it up, making it harder for the rest of us law-abiding citizens to own guns. So, you know, get your gun. Be armed if you want to. At least have one for home protection for your family. And then just like we talked about today, you know, just be responsible and use common sense. We love you here at the KP Love Puppet Show. If you like what you hear, you know, hit us up on Facebook, KP Love Puppet. If you have any questions, if there's a topic you want us to discuss, you know, let us know. Send us an email at lovepuppet at gmail.com. 
That is L-O-V-E-P-U-P-P-E-T-T at gmail.com. It does have two T's. Once again, folks, take care, and we'll see you on the next one.